We begin week 12 as we continue through the book of Joshua following the people as the Israelites as they cross into the promised land. And we start at day 78 at Psalm 114 verses 1 to 8. When Israel came out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people who spoke a foreign language, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back, the mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. Why was it sea that you fled, Jordan that you turned back, mountains that you skipped like rams, hills like lambs? Tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water and flint into a spring of water. Then we continue through Joshua. So we're going to Joshua 4, verse 19. The people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern limits of Jericho. Then Joshua set up in Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken from the Jordan, and he said to the Israelites, When your children ask their fathers in the future, What is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us when we crossed over. This is so that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty, and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. When all the Amorite kings across the Jordan to the west, and all the Canaanite kings near the sea, heard how the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over, they lost heart and their courage failed because of the Israelites. At that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelite men again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelite men at Gilbeth Haralah. This is the reason Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war had died in the wilderness along the way after they had come out of Egypt. Though all the people who came out were circumcised, none of the people born in the wilderness along the way were circumcised after they had come out of Egypt. For the Israelites wandered in the wilderness forty years until all the nation's men of war who came out of Egypt had died off, because they did not obey the Lord. So the Lord vowed never to let them see the land he had sworn to their fathers to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Joshua raised up their sons in their place, it was these he circumcised. They were still uncircumcised since they had not been circumcised along the way. After the entire nation had been circumcised, they stayed where they were in the camp until they recovered. The Lord then said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the disgrace of Egypt from you. Therefore that place has been called Gilgal to this day. While the Israels camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they kept the Passover in the evening of the fourteenth day of the month. The day after Passover they, they ate unleavened bread and roasted grain from the produce of the land. And the day after they ate from the produce of the land, the manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they aped from the crops of the land of Canaan that year. And we just skip into Joshua 6 verse 1. Now Jericho was strongly fortified because of the Israelites, no one leaving or entering. Back into Joshua 5.13. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua approached him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. I have now come as commander of the Lord's army. Then Joshua bowed with his face to the ground in worship and asked him, What does my Lord want to say to his servant? 
the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Look, I have handed over Jericho, its king and its fighting men, to you. March around the city with all the men of war, circling the city one time. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven ram's horns, trumpets in front of the ark. But on the seventh day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the trumpets. When there is a prolonged blast of the horn and you hear its sound, have all the people give a mighty shout. Then the city wall will collapse and the people will advance, each man straight ahead. So Joshua, son of Nun, summoned the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carry seven trumpets in front of the Ark of the Lord. He said to the people, Move forward, march around the city and have the armed troops go ahead of the Ark of the Lord. After Joshua had spoken to the people, seven priests carrying seven trumpets before the Lord moved forward and blew the trumpets. The Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. While the trumpets were blowing, the armed troops went in front of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard went behind the ark. But Joshua had commanded the people, Do not shout or let your voice be heard. Don't let one word come out of your mouth until the time I say shout, then you are to shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, circling it once. They returned to the camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priests took the ark of the Lord, and the seven priests carrying seven trumpets marched in front of the ark of the Lord. While the trumpets were blowing, the armed troops went in front of them, and the rear guard went behind the ark of the Lord. On the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Early on the seventh day they started at dawn and marched around the city seven times in the same way. That was the only day they marched around the city seven times. After the seventh time the priests blew the trumpets, and Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. But the city and everything in it are set apart to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and everyone with her in the house will live, because she hid the men we sent. But keep yourselves from the things set apart, or you will be set apart for destruction. If you take any of those things, you will set apart the camp of Israel for destruction and bring disaster on it. For all the silver and gold, and all the articles of bronze and iron, are dedicated to the Lord and must go into the Lord's treasury. So the people shouted, and the trumpet sounded. When they heard the blast of the trumpet, the people gave a great shout, and the wall collapsed. The people advanced into the city, each man straight ahead, and they captured the city. They completely destroyed everything in the city with the sword, every man and woman, both young and old, and every ox, sheep, and donkey. Joshua said to the two men who had scouted the land, Go to the prostitute's house and bring the woman out of there and all who were with her, just as you promised her. So the young men who had scouted went in and brought out Rahab and her father, mother, brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her whole family and settled them outside the camp of Israel. They burned up the city and everything in it, but they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute, her father's household, and all who belonged to her, because she hid the men Joshua had sent to spy on Jericho, and she lives in Israel to this day. At that time Joshua imposed this curse. Cursed before the Lord is the man who undertakes the rebuilding of this city Jericho. 
He will lay its foundation at the cost of his firstborn. He will set up its gates at the cost of his youngest. And the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout the land. The Israelites, however, were unfaithful regarding the things set apart for destruction. Achan, son of Karami, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of what was set apart, and the Lord's anger burdened against the Israelites. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near beth east of Bethel, and told them, Go up and scout the land. So the men went up and scouted Ai. After returning to Joshua, they reported to him, Don't send all the people, but send about 2,000 or 3,000 men to attack Ai. Since the people of Ai are so few, don't wear out all our people there. So about 3,000 men went up there, but they fled from the men of Ai. The men of Ai came down and struck down about 36 of them, and chased them from outside the gate to the quarries, striking them down in the descent. As a result, the people's hearts melted and became like water, Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell before the ark of the Lord, with his face to the ground until evening, as did the elders of Israel. They all put dust on their heads. O Lord God, Joshua said, why did you ever bring these people across the Jordan to hand us over to the Amorites for our destruction? If only we had been content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. What can I say, Lord, now that Israel has turned its back and run from its enemies? When the Canaanites and all who live in the land hear about this, They will surround us and wipe out your name from the earth. Then what will you do about your great name? The Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. Why are you on the ground? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant that I appointed for them. They have taken some of what was set apart. They have stolen, deceived and put the things with their own belongings. This is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They will turn their backs and run from their enemies because they have been set apart for destruction. I will no longer be with you unless you remove from you what is set apart. Go and consecrate the people. Tell them to consecrate themselves tomorrow, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There are among you, Israel, things set apart. You will not be able to stand against your enemies until you remove what is set apart. In the morning you must present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe the Lord selects is to come forward clan by clan. The clan the Lord selects is to come forward family by family. The family the Lord selects is to come forward man by man. The one who is caught with the things set apart must be burned along with everything he has because he has violated the Lord's covenant and committed an outrage in Israel. And there we end day 78 of week 12. Continuing on through Joshua, day 79, we'll read Joshua 7 through to Joshua 9, beginning at chapter 7, verse 16. Joshua got up early the next morning. He had Israel come forward tribe by tribe, and the tribe of Judah was selected. He had the clans of Judah come forward, and the Zerahite clan was selected. He had the Zerahite clan come forward by heads of families, and Zabdi was selected. He then had Zabdi's family come forward man by man, and Achan, son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was selected. So Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and make a confession to him. I urge you, tell me what you have done. Don't hide anything from me. Achan replied to Joshua, It is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I did. 
When I saw among the spoils a beautiful cloak from Babylon, two hundred silver shekels and a bar of gold weighing fifty shekels, I coveted them and took them. You can see for yourself. They are concealed in the ground inside my tent with the money under the cloak. So Joshua sent messengers who ran to the tent and there was the cloak concealed in his tent with the money underneath. They took the things from inside the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and spread them out in the Lord's presence. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan son of Zerah, the silver, the cloak and the bar of gold, his sons and daughters, his ox, donkey and sheep, his tent and all that he had and brought them up to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? Today the Lord will trouble you. So all Israel stoned him to death. They burned their bodies, threw stones in them, and raised over him a large pile of rocks that remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. Therefore that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of dis- or discouraged. Take the whole military force with you and go to attack I. Look, I have handed over to you the king of Ai, his people, city and land. Treat Ai and its kings as you did Jericho and its king. You may plunder its spoil and livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the city. So Joshua and the whole military force set out to attack Ai. Joshua selected 30,000 fighting men and sent them out at night. He commanded them, pay attention. Lie an ambush behind the city, not too far from it, and all of you be ready. They, I, and then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city. When they come out against us as they did the first time, we will flee from them. They will come after us until we have drawn them away from the city, for they will say, They are fleeing from us as before. While we are fleeing from them, you are to come out of your ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God has handed it over to you. After taking the city, set it on fire. Follow the Lord's command. See that you do as I have ordered you. So Joshua sent them out, and they went to the ambush site and waited between Bethel and Ai to the west of Ai, but he spent that night with the troops. Joshua started early the next morning and mobilised them, then he and the elders of Israel led the troops up to Ai. All those who were with him went up and approached the city, arriving opposite Ai and camped to the north of it, with a valley between them and the city. Now Joshua had taken about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai to the west of the city. The military force was stationed in this way, the main camp to the north of the city and its rear guard to the west of the city, and that night Joshua went into the valley. When the king of Ai saw the Israelites, the men of the city hurried and went out early in the morning, so that he and all his people could engage Israel in battle at a suitable place facing the plain of the Jordan. But he did not know there was an ambush waiting for him behind the city. Joshua and all Israel pretended to be beaten back by them and fled towards the wilderness. Then all the troops of Ai were summoned to pursue them, and they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. Not a man was left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel, leaving the city exposed while they pursued Israel. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Hold out the sword in your hand towards Ai, for I will hand the city over to you. So Joshua held out his sword towards it. When he held out his hand, the men in ambush rose quickly from their position. They ran, entered the city, captured it, and immediately set it on fire. The men of Ai turned and looked black, and smoke from the city was rising to the sky. They could not escape in any direction, and the troops who had fled to the wilderness now became the pursuers. When Joshua and all Israel saw that the men in ambush had captured the city and that smoke was rising from it, 
They turned back and struck down the men of Ai. The men in the ambush came out of the city against them, and the men of Ai were trapped between the Israelite forces, some on one side and some on the other. They struck them down and no survivor or fugitive remained. But they captured the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. When Israel had finished killing everyone living in Ai who had pursued them into the open country, and when every last one of them had fallen by the sword, all Israel returned to Ai and struck it down with the sword. The total of those who fell that day, both men and women, was twelve thousand, all the people of Ai. Joshua did not draw back his hand that was holding the sword until all the inhabitants of Ai were completely destroyed. Israel plundered only the cattle and spoil of that city for themselves, according to the Lord's command that he had given Joshua. Joshua burned Ai and left it a permanent ruin, desolate to this day. He hung the body of the king of Ai on a tree until evening, and at sunset Joshua commanded that they take his body down from the tree. They threw it down at the entrance of the city gate and put a large pile of rocks over it, which remains to this day. At that time Joshua built an altar on Mount Baal to the Lord the God of Israel, just as Moses the Lord's servant had commanded the Israelites. He built it according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool has been used. Then they offered burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings on it. There on the stones Joshua copied the law of Moses, which he had written in the presence of the Israelites. All Israel, foreigner and citizen alike, with their elders, officers and judges, stood on either side of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, facing the Levitical priests who carried it. As Moses the Lord's servant had commanded earlier, half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim and half in front of Mount Abal to bless the people of Israel. Afterwards Joshua read aloud all the words of the law, the blessings as well as the curses, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read before the entire assembly of Israel, including the women, little children and foreigners who were with them. When all the kings heard about Jericho and I, those who were west of the Jordan in the hill country, in the Judean foothills, and all along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea toward Lebanon, the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites, they formed a unified alliance to fight against Joshua and Israel. When the inhabitants of Gideon heard that what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they acted, acted deceptively. They gathered provisions and took worn-out sacks on their donkeys and old wineskins, cracked and mended. They wore old patched sandals on their feet and threadbare clothing on their bodies. Their entire provision of bread was dry and crumbly. They went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the men of Israel, We have come from a distant land. Please make a treaty with us. The men of Israel replied to the Hivites, Perhaps you live among us. How can we make a treaty with you? They said to Joshua, We are your servants. Then Joshua asked them, Who are you and where do you come from? They replied to him, Your servants have come from a faraway land because of the reputation of the Lord your God. For we have heard of his fame and all that he did in Egypt, and all that he did to the two Amorite kings beyond the Jordan, Sihon king of Heshbon and Og king of Bashan, who was in Ashtaroth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our land told us, Take provisions with you for the journey. Go and meet them and say, We are your servants, please make a treaty with us. This bread of ours was warm when we took it from our houses as food on the day we left to come to you, but take a look, it is now dry and crumbly. These wineskins were new when we filled them, but look, they are cracked, and these clothes and sandals of ours are worn out from the extremely long journey. 
Then the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but did not seek the Lord's counsel. So Joshua established peace with them and made a treaty to let them live, and the leaders of the community swore an oath to them. Three days after making the treaty with them, they heard that the Gibeonites were their neighbours living among them, so the Israelites set out and reached the Gibeonite cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon, Shephirah, Beruth and Kirathjerim. But the Israelites did not attack them because the leaders of the community had sworn an oath to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Then the whole community grumbled against the leaders. All the leaders answered them, We have sworn an oath to them by the Lord, the God of Israel, and now we cannot touch them. This is how we will treat them. We will let them live so that no wrath will fall on us because of the oath we swore to them. They also said, Let them live. So the Gibeonites became woodcutters and water carriers for the whole community, as the leaders had promised them. Joshua summoned the Gibeonites and said to them, Why did you deceive us by telling us you live far away from us when in fact you live among us? Therefore you are cursed and will always be slaves, woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. The Gibeonites answered him, It was clearly reported to your servants that the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land before you. We greatly feared for our lives because of you and that is why we did this. Now we are in your hands. Do to us whatever you think is right. This is what Joshua did to them. He delivered them from the hands of the Israelites and did not kill them. On that day he made them woodcutters and water carriers, as they are today for the community and for the Lord's altar at the place he would choose. There we end, day 79. Day 80, as we continue through Joshua, chapters 10 and 11, but first we read from Judges chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Boshim and said, I brought you out of Egypt and led you into the land I had promised to your fathers. I also said... I will never break my covenant with you. You are not to make a covenant with the people who are living in this land, and you are to tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed me. What is this you have done? Therefore I now say, I will not drive out these people before you. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a trap to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these words to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. So they named that place Boshim and offered sacrifices there to the Lord. And there, now we start in Joshua chapter 10, verse 1. Now Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had captured Ai and completely destroyed it, doing to Ai and its kings as he had done to Jericho and its kings, and that the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were living among them. So Adonai Zedek and his people were greatly alarmed because Gibeon was a large city like one of the royal cities. It was larger than Ai and its men were warriors. Therefore Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent word to Hoham, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Jermuth, Jarphiath, king of Lashish, and Debir, king of Elgon, saying, Come up and help me. We will attack Gibeon, because they have made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. So the five Amorite kings, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lashish, and Eglon, joined forces, advanced with all their armies, besieged Gibeon, and fought against it. Then the men of Gibeon sent word to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal, Don't abandon your servants. Come quickly and save us. Help us for all the Amorite kings living in the hill country have joined forces against us. So Joshua and his whole military force, including all the fighting men, came from Gilgal. The Lord said to Joshua, 
Do not be afraid of them, for I have handed them over to you. Not one of them will be able to stand against you. So Joshua caught them by surprise after marching all night from Gilgal. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. He defeated them in a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them through the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them down as far as Azekah and Makedah. As they fled before Israel, the Lord threw large hailstones on them from the sky along the descent of Beth Horon, all the way to Azekah, and they died. More of them died from the hail than the Israelites killed with the sword. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to the Israelites, Joshua spoke to the Lord in the presence of Israel. Sun stand still over Gibeon, and moon over the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation took vengeance on its enemies. Isn't it written in the book of Jashar? So the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed its setting almost a full day. There has been no day like it before or since, when the Lord listened to the voice of a man, because the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua and all Israel with him returned to camp at Gilgal. Now the five defeated kings had fled and hidden themselves in the cave at Machedah. It was reported to Joshua, The five kings have been found. They are hiding at the cave of Machedah. Joshua said, Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and station men by it to guard the kings. But as for the rest of you, don't stay here. Pursue your enemies and attack them from behind. Don't let them enter their cities, for the Lord your God has handed them over to you. So Joshua and the Israelites finished inflicting a terrible slaughter on them until they were destroyed, although a few survivors ran away to the fortified cities. The people returned safely to Joshua in the camp at Machedah. No one could say a thing against the Israelites. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings to me out of there. That is what they did. They brought the five kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jermuth, Lashish and Eklong, Joshua out of the cave. When they had brought the kings to him, Joshua summoned all the men of Israel and said to the military commanders who had accompanied him, Come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So the commanders came forward and put their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or discouraged. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God will do this to all the enemies you fight. After this, Joshua struck them down and executed them. He hung their bodies on five trees, and they were there until evening. At sunset, Joshua commanded that they may be taken down from the trees and thrown into the cave where they had hidden. Then large stones were placed against the mouth of the cave, and the stones are there to this day. On that day, Joshua captured Machedah and struck it down with his sword, including its king. He completely destroyed it and everyone in it, leaving no survivors. So he treated the king of Machedah as he did the king of Jericho. Joshua and all Israel with him crossed from Machedah to Libna and fought against Libna. The Lord also handed it and its king over to Israel. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword, and left no survivors in it. He treated Libna's king as he had the king of Jericho. From Libna, Joshua and all Israel with him crossed to Lashish. They laid siege to it and attacked it. The Lord handed Lashish over to Israel and Joshua captured it on the second day. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword, just as he had done to Libna. At that time, Horam, king of Jezer, went to help Lashish, but Joshua struck him down along with his people, leaving no survivors in it. Then Joshua crossed from Lashish to Eglon and all Israel with him. They laid siege to it and attacked it. 
On that day they captured it and struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword. He completely destroyed it that day, just as he had done to Lashish. Next Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron and attacked it. They captured it and struck down its king, all its villages and everyone in it with a sword. Just as he had done at Eglon, he left no survivors. He completely destroyed Hebron and everyone in it. Finally Joshua turned toward Debir and attacked it, and all Israel was with him. He captured it, its king and all its villages. They struck them down with a sword and completely destroyed everyone in it, leaving no survivors. He treated Debir and its king as he had treated Hebron, and as he had treated Libna and its king. So Joshua conquered the whole region, the hill country, the Negev, the Judean foothills, and the slopes with all their kings, leaving no survivors. He completely destroyed every living being, as the Lord the God of Israel had commanded. Joshua conquered everyone from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza, and all the land of Goshen as far as Gibeon. Joshua captured all these kings and their land in one campaign, because the Lord the God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. When Jabin, son of king of Hazor, heard the news, he sent a message to Jobab, king of Magdon, the kings of Shimron and Ashbah, and the kings of the north in the hill country, the plain south of Shinareth, and the Judean foothills, and the slopes of Dor to the west, the Canaanites in the east and west, the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, and Jebusites in the hill country, and the Hivites at the foot of Hermon in the land of Mizpah. They went out with all their armies, a multitude as numerous as the sand and the seashore, along with a vast number of horses and chariots. All these kings joined forces. They came together and camped at the waters of Merom to attack Israel. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for at this time tomorrow I will hand all of them over dead to Israel. You are to hamstring their horses and burn up their chariots. So Joshua and his whole military force surprised them at the waters of Merom and attacked them. The Lord handed them over to Israel and they struck them down, pursuing them as far as Great Sidon and Mishrapoth Maim, and to the east as far as the valley of Mizpeh. They struck them down, leaving no survivors. Joshua treated them as the Lord had told him. He hamstrung their horses and burned up their chariots. At that time Joshua turned back, capturing Hazor and struck down its king with the sword, because Hazor had formerly been the leader of all these kingdoms. They struck down everyone in it with the sword, completely destroying them. He left no one alive. Then he burned down Hazor. Joshua captured all these kings in their cities and struck them down with the sword. He completely destroyed them as Moses the Lord's servant had commanded. However, Israel did not burn any of the cities that stood in their mounds except Hazor, which Joshua burned. The Israelites plundered all the spoils and cattle of these cities for themselves, but they struck down every person with the sword until they had annihilated them, leaving no one alive. Just as the Lord had commanded his servant Moses, Moses commanded Joshua. That is what Joshua did, leaving nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So Joshua took all this land, the hill country, all the Negev, all the land of Goshen, the Judean foothills, the plain and the hill country of Israel with its Judean foothills, from Mount Halak, which ascends to Sheir, as far as Balgad in the valley of Lebanon at the foot of Mount Hermon. He captured all their kings and struck them down, putting them to death. Joshua waged war with all these kings for a long time. 
No city made peace with the Israelites except the Hivites who inhabited Gibeon. All of them were taken into battle. For it was the Lord's intention to harden their hearts so that they would engage Israel in battle, be completely destroyed without mercy, and be annihilated, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. At that time Joshua proceeded to exterminate the Anakim from the hill country, Hebron, Debir, and Ab, all the hill country of Judah and of Israel. Joshua completely destroyed them with their cities. No Anakim were left in the land of the Israelites, except for some remaining in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. So Joshua took the entire land in keeping with all that the Lord had told Moses. Joshua then gave it as an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal allotments. After this the land had rest from war. There we end day 80. Day 81 as we continue through Joshua finishing off chapter 12 and then going through to chapter 15. And we stop off in Judges again just for a few verses. Joshua 12 verse 7. Joshua and the Israelites struck down the following kings of the land beyond the Jordan to the west, from Balgad in the valley of Lebanon to Mount Halak, which ascends towards, towards Seir. Joshua gave their land as an inheritance to the tribes of Israel, according to their allotments, the hill country, the Judean foothills, the plain, the slopes, the desert, and the Negev of the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The king of Jericho won, the king of Ai, which is next to Bethel, won, the king of Jerusalem, won, the king of Hebron, won, the king of Jermath, won, the king of Lashish, won, the king of Eglon, won, the king of Jezer, won, the king of Debir, won, the king of Jeder, won, the king of Hormah, won, the king of Arad, won, the king of Libna, won, the king of Adullam, won, the king of Makeda, won, the king of Bethel, won, the king of Tapua, one, the king of Hefer, one, the king of Afek, one, the king of Lasharon, one, the king of Madon, one, the king of Hazor, one, the king of Shimron, Meron, one, the king of Ashvath, one, the king of Tanakh, one, the king of Megiddo, one, the king of Kadesh, one, the king of Jokonim and Carmel, one, the king of Dor and Naphoth Dor, one, the king of Goim and Galgal one. The king of Tizra one. The total number of all kings, 31. Joshua was now old, advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, You have become old, advanced in years, but a great deal of the land remains to be possessed. This is the land that remains. All the districts of the Philistines and the Girgashites, from the Shehor east of the Egypt to the border of Ekron on the north, considered to be Canaanite territory, the five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath and Ekron, as well as the Avites in the south and the land of the Canaanites, from Ara of the Sidonite to Aphek and as far as the border of the Ammonites, the land of the Gebelites and all Lebanon east from Balgad below Mount Hermon to the entrance of Hamath, all the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon to Mirabosh, Mayim, all the Sidonians. I will drive them out before the Israelites, only distribute the land as an inheritance for Israel, as I have commanded you. Therefore divide this land as an inheritance to the nine tribes and half the tribe of Manasseh. The Israelites received these portions at Eliezer the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the heads of the families of the Israelite tribes gave them in the land of Canaan. Their inheritance was by lot as the Lord commanded through Moses for the nine and a half tribes, but Moses 
had given the inheritance to the two and a half tribes beyond the Jordan, but he gave no inheritance among them to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph became two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. No portion of the land was given to the Levites except cities to live in, along with pasture lands for their cattle and livestock. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses, and they divided the land. The descendants of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord promised Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was forty years old when Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land, and I brought back an honest report. My brothers who went with me caused the people's hearts to melt with fear, but I remained loyal to the Lord my God. On that day Moses promised me, The land where you have set foot will be an inheritance for you and your descendants forever, because you have remained loyal to the Lord my God. As you see, the Lord has kept me alive these forty-five years as he promised, since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, eighty-five years old. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. My strength for battle and my daily tasks is now as it was then. Now give me this hill country the Lord promised me on that day, because you heard then that the Anakim were there, as well as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord's will be with me, and I will drive them out as the Lord promised. Then Joshua blessed Caleb son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. Therefore Hebron has belonged to Caleb son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite as an inheritance to this day, because he remained loyal to the Lord, the God of Israel. Hebron's name used to be Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. After this, the land had rest from war. He gave Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the following portion among the descendants of Judah, based on the Lord's instruction to Joshua. Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, Arba was the father of Anak. Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, Sheshai, Ahiman and Talmai, descendants of Anak. From there he marched against the inhabitants of Debir, whose name used to be Kiriath Sefer. And Caleb said, I will give my daughter Ashka as a wife to the one who strikes down and captures Kiriath Sefer. So Othniel, son of Caleb's brother Kenaz, captured it and Caleb gave his daughter Ashka to him as a wife. When she arrived she persuaded Othniel to go ask her father for a field. As she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What do you want? She replied, Give me a blessing. Since you have given me land in the Negev, give me the springs of water also. So he gave her the upper and lower springs. And then into Judges, first chapter, verse 20. Judah gave Hebron to Caleb, just as Moses had promised. Then Caleb drove out the three sons of Anak who lived there. And Judges 1, 10, 16. Judah also marched against the Canaanites who were living in Hebron. Hebron was formerly named Kiriath Arba. They struck down Sheshai, Ahiman and Talmai. From there they marched against the residents of Debir. Debir was formerly named Kiriath Sefer. Caleb said, Whoever strikes down and captures Kiriath Sefer, I will give my daughter Ashka to him as a wife. So Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's youngest brother, captured it, and Caleb gave his daughter Ashka to him as his wife. When she arrived, she persuaded Othniel to ask her father for a field. As she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what do you want? She answered, Give me a blessing. Since you have given me land in the Negev, give me springs of water also. So Caleb gave her both the upper and lower springs. 
the descendants of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, had gone up with the men of Judah from the city of Palms to the wilderness of Judah, which was in the Negev of Arad. They went to live there among the people. Then First Chronicles 6.56 But the fields and villages around the city were given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Back into Joshua 15. Now the allotment for the tribe of the descendants of Judah by their clans was in the southernmost region, south of the wilderness of Zin to the border of Edom. Their southern border began at the tip of the Dead Sea on the south bay, and went south of the ascent of Akrabim, proceeded to Zin, ascended to the south of Kadesh Barnea, passed Hezron, ascended to Adar and returned to Karka. It proceeded to Asmon and to the brook of Egypt, and the border ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was the south border. Now the eastern border was along the Dead Sea to the mouth of the Jordan. The border on the north side was from the Bay of the Sea at the mouth of the Jordan. It ascended to Beth-Holagah, proceeded north of beth and ascended to the stone of Bohan, son of Reuben. Then the border ascended to Debir from the valley of Achor, turning north to Gilgal that is opposite the ascent of Adumim, which is south of the ravine. The border proceeded to the waters of Eheshemah and ended at Rogel. From there the border ascended the valley of Hinnom to the southern Jebusite slope, that is Jerusalem, and ascended to the top of the hill that faces the valley of Hinnom in the west, at the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. From the top of the hill to the border of the curve to the spring of the waters of the Nephothath went to the cities of Mount Hephron, and then curved to Balha, that is Kiriath Jerim. The border turned westward from Bahala to Mount Seir, went to the northern slope of Mount Jerim, that is Sheshalom, descended to Beth Sheshma, and proceeded to Timnah. Then the border reached to the slope of the north of Ekron, curved to Shikaron, proceeded to Mount Bala, went to Jabnil, and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. Now the western border was the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. This was the boundary of the descendants of Judah around their clans. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Judah by their clans. These were the outermost cities of the tribe of the descendants of Judah towards the border of Edom and the Negev, Kabzil, Eder, Jagur, Kizna, Dimona, Adaha, Kadesh, Hazor, Ithnan, Zif, Telim, Belathor, Hazor, Hadatha, Kerioth, Hezron, that is Hazor, Amam, Shima, Molada, Hazargada, Heshmom, Beth Palet, Hazar Shual, Beersheba, Bezietha, Bala, Lim, Ezem, El Tolad, Shizil, Horma, Kilga, Madmahana, Sanatha, Lebeoth, Shilim, Ain, and Rimon. 29 cities in all with their villages. In the Judean foothills, Eshtala, Zorah, Ashna, Zanoa, Engehim, Tapathoa, Enam, Jarmuth, Adulam, Sokoth, Azekah, Sharim, Adatham, Gedera, and Gederothim, 14 cities with their villages. Zedan, Hadesha, Milgada, Dilan, Mizef, Jokaltil, Lashish, Bozkath, Elgon, Kebon, Lahim, Kitlish, Gedoroth, Bethdagon, Naam, and Mekada, 16 cities with their villages. Libna, Ether, Ashan, Ithplal, 
Ashna Nazib Kilia Akzib and Makajur, nine cities with their villages. Ekron with its towns and villages from Ekron to the sea, all the cities near Ashdod with their villages. Ashdod with its towns and villages, Gaza with its towns and villages to the brook of Egypt and the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. And there we end day 81. Day 82 as we continue through week 12 and continue through the book of Joshua. We start again at Joshua chapter 15 with the names of lots of different cities uh, in the hill country. Joshua 15:48. In the hill country, Shamir, Jatir, Sokoth, Dana, Kiriath Sana, that is Debir, Anab, Eshemoth, Anim, Goshen, Holon, and Gilo, 11 cities with their villages. Arab, Duma, Eshan, Yamanim, Beth Tapuath, Africa, Hamuth, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, and Zior, nine cities with their villages. Maon, Carmel, Zif, Utah, Jezreel, Jochdem, Zanoa, Cain, Gibeah, and Timna, ten cities with their villages. Halhul, Beth Zur, Gedor, Marath, Beth Hanoth, and Elkton, six cities with their villages. Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jerim, and Rabbah, two cities with their villages. In the wilderness, Beth Arabah, Midim, Sekah, Nibshan, the city of Salt, and Engedi, six cities with their villages. But the descendants of Judah could not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites live in Jerusalem among the descendants of Judah to this day. And into Judges one twenty one. At the same time, the Benjaminites did not drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. The Jebusites have lived among the Benjaminites in Jerusalem to this day. Back into Joshua 16. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph went from the Jordan at Jericho to the waters of Jericho in the east, through the wilderness ascending from Jericho into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel it went to Luz and proceeded to the border of the Archites by Ar-Tharoth. It then descended westward to the border of the Japhelites, as far as the border of Lower Beth Horon, then to Gezer, and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. So Ephraim and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph, received their inheritance. This was the territory of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans. The border of their inheritance went from Ataroth Adar in the east of Upper Beth Horon. In the north, the border went westward from Mithkalva. It turned eastward from Tanathoth Shilol and passed at Eth of Janoa. From Janoa it descended to Athara and Nara, and then reached Jericho and went to the Jordan. From Tapua the border went westward along the brook of Cana and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans, together with the city set apart for the descendants of Ephraim within the inheritance of the descendants of Manasseh. All these cities with their villages but they did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer. So the Canaanites live in Ephraim to this day, but they are forced labourers. This was the allotment for the tribe of Manasseh as Joseph's firstborn. Gilead and Bashan came to Mahir, the firstborn of Manasseh and the father of Gilead, who was a man of war. So the allotment was for the east of Manasseh's descendants by their clans, for the sons of Abizer, Helek, Azril, Shechem, Hefer and Shemadah. These are the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, by their clans. Now Zelophehad, 
son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons, only daughters. These are the names of his daughters, Machla, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tizra. They came before Eliezer the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the leaders, saying, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our male relatives. So they gave them an inheritance among their father's brothers, in keeping with the Lord's instruction. As a result, ten tracts fell to Manasseh, besides the land of Gilead and Bashan, which are beyond the Jordan, because Manasseh's daughters received an inheritance among his sons. The land of Gilead belonged to the rest of Manasseh's sons. The border of Manasseh went from Asher to Michmatha, near Shechem. It then went southward towards the inhabitants of Entupah. The region of Tupah belonged to Manasseh, but Tuapah itself on Manasseh's border belonged to the descendants of Ephraim. From there the border descended to the brook of Cana, south of the brook. Cities belonged to Ephraim among Manasseh's cities. Manasseh's border was on the north side of the brook and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. Ephraim's territory was to the south and Manasseh's to the north, with the sea as its border. They reached Asher on the north and Ishkar on the east. Within Ishkar and Asher, Manasseh had Beth Shain with its towns, Iblaim with its towns, and the inhabitants of Dor with its towns, the inhabitants of Endor with its towns, the inhabitants of Tanakh with its towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo with its towns, the three cities of Nephath. The descendants of Manasseh could not possess these cities because the Canaanites were determined to stay in this land. However, when the Israelites grew stronger, they imposed forced labour on the Canaanites but did not drive them out completely. Joshua's descendants said to Joshua, Why did you only give us one tribal allotment as an inheritance? We have many people because the Lord has greatly blessed us. If you have so many people, Joshua replied to them, Go to the forest and clear an area for yourselves there, in the land of the Perizzites and the Rephaim, because Ephraim's hill country is too small for you. But the descendants of Joseph said, The hill country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who inhabit the valley area have iron chariots, both at Beth Shean with its towns and in the Jezreel Valley. So Joshua replied to Joseph's family, that is Ephraim and Manasseh, You have many people and great strength. You will not have just one lot, because the hill country will also be yours. It is a forest, clear it, and its outlying areas will be yours. You can also drive out the Canaanites, even though they have iron chariots and are strong. The entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh where it is set up the tent of meeting. The land had been subdued by them. Seven tribes among the Israelites were left who had not divided up their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you delay going out to take possession of the land that the Lord the God of your fathers gave you? Appoint for yourselves three men from each tribe, and I will send them out. They are to go and survey the land, Write a description of it for the purpose of their inheritance, and return to me. Then they are divided into the seven portions. Judah is to remain in its territory in the south, and Joseph's family in their territory in the north. When you have written a description of the seven portions of land and brought it to me, I will cast lots for you here in the presence of the Lord our God. But the Levites among you do not get a portion, because their inheritance is the priesthood of the Lord. Gad, Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh have taken their inheritance beyond the Jordan to the east, which Moses the Lord's servant gave them. As the men prepared to go, Joshua commanded them to write down a description of the land, saying, Go and survey the land, write a description of it, and return to me. 
I will then cast lots for you here in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. So the men left, went through the land and described it by towns in a document of seven sections. They returned to Joshua at the camp of Shiloh. Joshua cast lots for them at Shiloh in the presence of the Lord, where he distributed the land to the Israelites according to their divisions. The lot came up for the tribe of Benjamin's descendants by their clans, and their allotted territory lay between Judah's descendants and Joseph's descendants. Their border in the north side began at the Jordan, ascended to the slope of Jericho in the north, through the hill country westward, and ended at the wilderness of Beth Avon. From there the border went toward Luz, to the southern slope of Luz, that is Bethel. It then went down by Arathaur Adaur, over the hill south of lower Beth Haran. On the west side from the hill facing Beth Haran in the south, the border curved, turning southward, and ended at Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jerim, a city of the descendants of Judah. This was the west side of their border. The south side began at the edge of Kiriath Jerim, and the border extended westward. It went to the spring at the waters of Nethtoath. The border descended to the foot of the hill that faces the valley of Hinnom at the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. It ran down the valley of Hinnom toward the south Jebusite slope and downward to En-Rogel. It curved northward and went to En-Shemesh and on to Gileathoth, which is opposite the ascent of Adumim, and continued down to the stone of Bohan, Reuben's son. Then it went north to the slope opposite the Jordan Valley and proceeded into the valley. The border continued to the north slope of Beth Hogla and ended at the northern bay of the Dead Sea at the southern end of the Jordan. This was the southern border. The Jordan formed the border on the east side. This was the inheritance of Benjamin's descendants by their clans, according to its surrounding borders. These were the cities of the tribe of Benjamin's descendants by their clans. Jericho, Beth Hogolga, Emekaziz, Beth Arabah, Zemarim, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophra, Shipath Amoni, Umpni, and Giba, twelve cities with their villages Gibeon, Ramah, Beroth, Mizpeh, Shephara, Moza, Rekim, April, Tarala, Zila, Halapath, Jebus, that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriath, fourteen cities with their villages. This was the inheritance for Benjamin's descendants by their clans. The second lot came out for Simeon, for the tribe of his descendants by their clans. But their inheritance was within the portion of Judah's descendants. Their inheritance included Beersheba, or Sheba, Molada, Hazar Shual, Bala, Izem, Etolad, Bethul, Horma, Zikla, Beth Maka Broth, Hazar Shua, Beth Leboath, and Sharahud, thirteen cities with their villages. Ain, Rimmer, Ether, and Ashan, four villages with their cities with their villages, and all the villages surrounding these cities as far as Balath Bear, Ramah of the south. This was the inheritance of the tribe of Simeon's descendants by their class. The inheritance of Simeon's descendants was within the territory of Judah's descendants, because the share for Judah's descendants was too large for them. So Simeon's descendants received an inheritance within Judah's portion. And then to finish today, we read from 1 Chronicles 4, 28-33. They lived in Beersheba, Molada, Hazar-Shual, Bilha, Ezim, Tolad, Bethuel, Horma, Ziklag, Beth-Makaro, Hazar-Shumim, Beth-Beri, and Shariam. 
These were their cities until David became king. Their villages were Etam, Ain, Rimon, Toshan and Ashan, five cities and all their surrounding villages as far as Baal. These were their settlements, and they kept a genealogical record for themselves. There we end day 82. So we continue in week 12 on day 83. As we go through some more of Joshua, there's some more lots and lots of more names, so forgive me for the pronunciation. Um, but we start at Joshua 19, verse 10. The third lot came up for Zebulun's descendants by their clans. The territory of their inheritance stretched as far as Sarid. Their border went up westward to Marala, reached Dabasheth, and met the brook east of Joknama. From Sarid it turned east toward the sunrise along the border of Chisloth Tabor, went to Dabarath, and went up to Jaffia. From there it went east toward the sunrise to Gathefer and to Eth Kazin. It extended to Rimmon, curving around to the Nia. The border then circled around Nia on the north to Hanathon and ended at the valley of Iphathel, along with Katath, Nanahal, Shimron, Idalal, and Bethlehem, twelve cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of Zebulun's descendants by their clans, these cities with their villages. The fourth lot came out for the tribe of Ishgar's descendants by their clans. Their territory went to Jezreel and included Cheseloth, Shuman, Hafram, Shion, Anaharath, Rabith, Kishion, Ebez, Remeth, Enganim, Enhadah, Beth Pazez. The border reached Tabor, Shazhazuma, and Beth Shemesh, and ended at the Jordan, sixteen cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of Ishkar's descendants by their clans, the cities with their villages. The fifth lot came out for the tribe of Asher's descendants by their clans. Their boundary included Helkath, Hali, Bethen, Ashkafath, Alahalamech, Amad and Misha, and reached westward towards Carmel and Shehor Libnath. It turned eastward to Beth Dagon, past Zebulun and the valley of Iphatheth El, north towards Bethamech and Neel, and went north towards Kabul, Ebron, Rebo, Hamon and Cana, as far as Great Sidon. The boundary then turned to Ramah as far as the fortified city of Tyre. It turned back to Hoash and ended at the sea, including Mahalab, Ashib, Uma, Afek and Rehob, 22 cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of Asher's descendants by their clans, these cities with their villages. The sixth lot came out for Naphtali's descendants by their clans. Their boundary went from Halef and from the Oak and Zananim, including Adamai, Nekeb and Jebnil as far as Lakum, and ended at the Jordan. To the west, the boundary turned to Asnoth Tabor and went from there to Hukok, reaching Zebulun in the south, Asher in the west, and Judah at the Jordan in the east. The fortified cities were Zedim, Zer, Hamath, Raqqa, Shinareth, Amada, Ramah, Hazor, Kadesh, Idri, En Hazor, Iran, Megdalel, Horem, Bethana, and Beth Shemesh, 19 cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of Naphtali's descendants by their clans, the cities with their villages. The seventh lot came out for the Danite tribe by its clans. The territory of their inheritance included Zora, Eshtaol, Irshamash, Shalabin, Aijalon, Itlath, Elon, Timna, Ekron, Eltekeh, 
Gibbethon, Balath, Jehud, Benabarak, Gathrimon, Mujarkon, and Rakon, with the territory facing Joppa. When the territory of the Danites slipped out of their control, they went up and fought against Leshem, captured it, and struck it down with the sword. So they took possession of it, lived there, and they renamed Leshem after their ancestor Dan. This was the inheritance of the Danite tribe by its clans, these cities with their villages. When they had finished distributing the land into its territories, the Israelites gave Joshua son of Nun an inheritance among them. By the Lord's command they gave him the city Timnath-Zerah in the hill country of Ephraim, which he requested. He rebuilt the city and lived in it. These were the portions that Eliezer the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the heads of the families distributed to the Israelite tribes by lot at Shiloh in the Lord's presence, at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So they divided up the land. Then the Lord spoke to Joshua, Tell the Israelites, Select your cities of refuge, as I instructed you through Moses, so that a person who kills someone unintentionally or accidentally may flee there. These will be your refuge from the avenger of blood. When someone flees to one of these cities, stands at the entrance of the city gate and states his case before the elders of that city, they are to bring him into the city and give him a place to live among them. And if the avenger of blood pursues him, they must not hand the one over who committed manslaughter to him, for he killed his neighbour accidentally and did not hate him beforehand. He is to stay in that city until he stands trial before the assembly and until the death of the high priest serving at that time. Then the one who committed manslaughter may return home to his own city from which he fled. So they designated Kadesh in the hill country of Naphtali and Galilee, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. Across the Jordan, east of Jericho, they selected Bezer in the wilderness plateau from Reuben's tribe, Ramoth and Gilead from Gad's tribe, and Golan and Bashan from Manasseh's tribe. These are the cities appointed for all the Israelites and foreigners among them, so that anyone who kills a person unintentionally may flee there and not die at the hands of the avenger of blood until he stands before the assembly. Uh, we go back into Joshua 13, just for two verses. Verse 14, he did not give any inheritance to the tribe of Levi. This was its inheritance, just as he had promised. The offering was made by far to the Lord, the God of Israel. And then in verse 33, but note, Moses did not give a portion to the tribe of Levi. The Lord, the God of Israel, was their inheritance, just as he had promised them. And then back into Joshua 21, 1 to 42. The heads of the Levite families approached Eliezer the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the heads of the families of the Israelite tribes. They told them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, The Lord commanded through Moses that we be given cities to live in, with their pasture lands for our livestock. So the Israelites, by the Lord's command, gave the Levites these cities with their pasture lands from their inheritance. The lot came out for the Kohathite clans, the Levites, who were the descendants of Aaron the priest, received thirteen cities by lot from the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. The remaining descendants of Kohath received ten cities by lot from the clans of the tribes of Ephraim, Dan, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Gershon's descendants received thirteen cities by lot from the clans of the tribes of Ishkar, Asher, Naphtali, and half the tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. Merari's descendants received twelve cities for their clans from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. The Israelites gave these cities with their pasture lands around them to the Levites by lot, as the Lord had commanded through Moses. 
The Israelites gave these cities by name from the tribes of the descendants of Judah and Simeon to the descendants of Aaron from the Kohathite clans of the Levites, because they received the first lot. They gave them Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, with its surrounding pasture land in the hill country of Judah. Arba was the father of Anak. But they gave the fields and sit villages of the city to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, as his possession. They gave to the descendants of Aaron the priest, Hebron the city of refuge for the one who commits manslaughter, with its pasture lands. Libna with its pasture lands, Jatir with its pasture lands, Eshtemoa with its pasture lands, Hulon with its pasture lands, Debir with its pasture lands, Ain with its pasture lands, Judah with its pasture lands, and Beth Shemesh with its pasture lands, nine cities from these two tribes. From the tribe of Benjamin they gave Gibeon with its pasture lands, Gibeah with its pasture lands, Anathoth with its pasture lands, and Almon with its pasture lands, four cities. All thirteen cities with their pasture lands were for the priests, the descendants of Aaron. They allotted cities to the remaining clans of Kohath's descendants, who were Levites, came from the tribe of Ephraim. The Israelites gave them Shechem, the city of refuge, for the one who commits manslaughter with its pasture lands in the hill country of Ephraim, Gezer with its pasture lands, Kibzaim with its pasture lands, and Beth Horon with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Dan they gave El Teke with its pasture lands, Gibeathon with its pasture lands, Al Jalon with its pasture lands, and Gath Rimon with its pasture lands, four cities. From half the tribe of Manasseh they gave Tanakh with its pasture lands and Gath Rimon with its pasture lands, two cities. All ten cities with their pasture lands were for the clans of Kohath's other descendants. From half the tribe of Manasseh they gave to the descendants of Gershon, who were one of the Levite clans, Golan the city of refuge for the one who commits manslaughter, with its pasture lands in Bashan, and Beth Sherath with its pasture lands, two cities. From the tribe of Ishkar they gave Kishion with its pasture lands, Dabarath with its pasture lands, Jarmuth with its pasture lands, and Engimnim with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Asher they gave Mishal with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Helkath with its pasture lands, and Rahob with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Naphtali they gave Kadesh in Galilee the city of refuge for the one who commits manslaughter with its pasture lands, Hamoth to Hador with its pasture lands, and Kartan with its pasture lands, three cities. All thirteen cities with their pasture lands were for the Gershonites by their clans. From the tribe of Zebulun they gave to the clans of the descendants of Merari, who were the remaining Levites, Jokniam with its pasture lands, Karath with its pasture lands, Dimna with its pasture lands, and Nahalal with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Reuben they gave Bezer with its pasture lands, Jezaz with its pasture lands, Kedamoth with its pasture lands, and Mapath with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Gad they gave Ramoth and Gilead, the city of refuge for the one who commits manslaughter with its pasture lands, Mahanaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, and Jezer with its pasture lands, four cities in all. All twelve cities were allotted to the clans of Merari's descendants, the remaining Levite clans. Within the Israelite possession there were 48 cities in all, with their pasture lands for the Levites. Each of these cities had its own surrounding pasture lands. This was true for all the cities. And then we finish today looking at First Chronicles 6, 
54 to 81 again going through this same passage. These were the places assigned to Aaron's sons from the Kohathite family for their settlements in their territory because the first lot was for them. They were given Hebron in the land of Judah and its surrounding pasture lands but the fields and villages around the city were given to Caleb son of Jephunneh. Aaron's sons were given Hebron a city of refuge, Libna and its pasture lands, Jatir, Eshemoah and its pasture lands, Helen and its pasture lands, Debir and its pasture lands, Ashan and its pasture lands, Beth Shemesh and its pasture lands. From the tribe of Benjamin they were given Geba and its pasture lands, Alameth and its pasture lands, and Anathoth and its pasture lands. They had thirteen towns in all among their families. To the rest of the Kohathites, thirteen towns, sorry, ten towns from the half the tribe of Manasseh were assigned by lot. The Gershomites were assigned thirteen towns from the tribes of Ishkar, Asher, Naphtali, and Manasseh and Bashan, according to their families. The Merorites were assigned by lot twelve towns from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun, according to their families. So the Israelite gave these towns and their pasture lands to the Levites. They assigned by lot the towns named above from the tribes of the Judites, Simeonites, and Benjaminites. Some of the family of the Kohathites were given towns from the tribe of Ephraim from their territory. Shechem, a city of refuge with its pasture lands in the hill country of Ephraim, Gezer and its pasture lands, Jokmiam and its pasture lands, Beth Horon and its pasture lands, Aijalon and its pasture lands, and Gath Rimmon and its pasture lands. From half the tribe of Manasseh, Aner and its pasture lands, and Biliam and its pasture lands were given for the, to the rest of the families of the Kohathites. The Gershomites received Golan and Bashan and its pasture lands, and Ashtaroth and its pasture lands from the families of half the tribe of Manasseh. From the tribe of Ishkar they received Kadesh and its pasture lands, Dabarath and its pasture lands, Ramoth and its pasture lands, and Anem and its pasture lands. From the tribe of Asher they received Mashal and its pasture lands, Abdon and its pasture lands, Hukok and its pasture lands, and Rehob and its pasture lands. From the tribe of Naphtali they received Kadesh and Galilee and its pasture lands, Hamon and its pasture lands, and Kiriatham and its pasture lands. The rest of the Merorites received. From the tribe of Zebulun they received Rimino and its pasture lands, and Tabor and its pasture lands. From the tribe of Reuben across the Jordan at Jericho to the east of the Jordan they received Bezer in the desert and its pasture lands, Jazah and its pasture lands, Kedamoth and its pasture lands, and Mephath and its pasture lands. From the tribe of Gad they received Ramoth and Gilead and its pasture lands, Mahanaim and its pasture lands, Heshbon and its pasture lands, and Jazer and its pasture lands. And there, with it, it's all its pasture lands and pasture lands, we finish day 83. Day 84 as we continue through Joshua 22. Um, it's a, a short day today. We start at 21, sorry, verse 43 and through to 22, verse 34. Joshua 21, 43. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had swore to give their fathers and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side according to all he had sworn to their fathers None of their enemies were able to stand against them, for the Lord handed over all their enemies to them. None of the good promises the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. Everything was fulfilled. Joshua summoned the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, and told them, You have done everything Moses, the Lord's servant, commanded you, and have obeyed me in everything I commanded you. 
You have not deserted your brothers even once this whole time, but have carried out the requirement of the command of the Lord your God. Now that he has given your brothers rest, just as he promised them, return to your homes in your own land that Moses the Lord's servant gave you across the Jordan. Only carefully obey the command and instruction that Moses the Lord's servant gave you, to love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, keep his commands, remain faithful to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Joshua blessed them and sent them on their way, and they went to their homes. Moses had given territory to half the tribe of Manasseh in Bashan, but Joshua had given territory to the other half with their brothers on the west side of the Jordan. When Joshua sent them to their homes and blessed them, he said, Return to your homes with great wealth, a huge number of cattle and silver, gold, bronze, iron, and a large quantity of clothing. Share the spoil of your enemies with your brothers. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites at Shiloh in the land of Canaan to go to their own land of Gilead, which they took possession of according to the Lord's command through Moses. When they came to the region of the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh built a large impressive altar there by the Jordan. Then the Israelites heard it and said, Look, the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh have built an altar on the frontier of the land of Canaan at the region of the Jordan on the Israelite side. When the Israelites heard this, the entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh and to go to war against them. The Israelites sent Phinehas, son of Eliezer, the priest, to the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead. They sent ten leaders with him, one family leader for each tribe of Israel. All of them were heads of their families along the, among the clans of Israel. They went to the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead and told them, This is what the Lord's entire community says. What is this treachery you have committed today against the Lord of Israel by turning away from the Lord and building an altar for yourselves so that you are in rebellion against the Lord today? Wasn't the sin of Peor which brought a plague on the Lord's community enough for us so that we have not cleansed ourselves from it even to this day. And now you would turn away from the Lord. If you rebel against the Lord today, tomorrow he will be angry with the entire community of Israel. But if the land you possess is defiled, cross over to the land the Lord possesses where the Lord's tabernacle stands, and take possession of it among us. But don't rebel against the Lord or against us by building for yourselves an altar other than the altar of the Lord our God. Wasn't Achan, son of Zerah, unfaithful regarding what was set apart for destruction, bringing wrath on the entire community of Israel? He was not only the one who punished, who perished because of his sin. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh answered the leaders of the Israelite clans, The Lord is the God of gods. The Lord is the God of gods. He knows and may Israel also know. Do not spare us today. If it was in rebellion or treachery against the Lord that we have built for ourselves an altar to turn away from him. May the Lord himself hold us accountable if we intended to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings on it, or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it. We actually did this from a specific concern that in the future your descendants might say to our descendants, What relationship do you have with the Lord, the God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a border between us and you descendants of Reuben and Gad. You have no share in the Lord, so your descendants may cause our descendants to stop fearing the Lord. Therefore we said, let us take action and build an altar for ourselves, but not for burnt offering or sacrifice. Instead it is to be a witness between us and you, and between the generations after us, so that we may carry out the worship of the Lord in his presence, with our burnt offerings, sacrifices and fellowship offerings. 
Then in the future your descendants will not be able to say to our descendants, You have no share in the Lord. We thought that if they said this to us or our generations in the future, we would reply, Look at the replica of the Lord's altar that our fathers made, not for burning, offering or sacrifice, but as a witness between us and you. We would never rebel against the Lord or turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offering, grain offering or sacrifice, other than the altar of the Lord our God, which is in front of his tabernacle. When Phinehas the priest and the community leaders, the heads of Israel's clans who were with him, heard what the descendants of Reuben, Gad and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased. Phinehas son of Eliezer the priest said to the descendants of Reuben, Gad and Manasseh, Today we know that the Lord is among us, because you have not committed this treachery against him. As a result, you have delivered the Israelites from the Lord's power. Then Phinehas son of Eliezer the priest and the leaders returned from the Reubenites and Gadites in the land of Gilead to the Israelites in the land of Canaan and brought back a report to them. The Israelites were pleased with the report and they praised God. They spoke no more about going to war against them to ravage the land where the Reubenites and Gadites lived. So the Reubenites and Gadites named the altar. It is a witness between us that the Lord is God. There we end. Day 84 and week 12.